And that's all we have to- Are you ready to face the facts? Yes. Then meet your illustrious host, an entire field of lavender. Oh no, too many bees. Your illustrious host, Ben Volchok! Ben is the inventor of the engagement ring, which can be heard any time a telephone is busy. Please make him welcome! Hello, good time of day, and yes, welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. There's facts in the air, and we have to breathe them in. On tonight's show, we teach you about how to make breadcrumbs. Plus, there's facts about geraniums, Hollywood, and much, much more. Of course, as usual, don't forget about this week's prize question. Why did the duck cross the road? Let us know if you think you've got the right answer. But right now, it's the... Opening monologue. That's right, it's the... Opening monologue. New statistics from the Bureau of Statistics, that big desk in Canberra, show that life expectancy in Australia is at an all-time high. However, statisticians are still unclear as to whether or not this is a good thing or a bad thing. Nothing else happened this week in something journalists are labelling the week nothing really happened for once, a phenomenon last seen in September 1928. And finally, a homeless person was granted three wishes by a genie and asked to turn into some camembert, but the genie said it was impossible, so the homeless person asked to turn into some edam, but again the genie said it was impossible, and then the homeless person asked to turn into some simple cheddar, and again the genie said it was impossible, because beggars can't be cheesers. But right now, something inside me is drawing me to look through the illustrious Factoscope, and... Oh yes, I now see why. And not only do I see why, but I see... A fact. Which means it's fact time. But first, a word from our sponsors. We here at the Body Love Institute know that human attraction expresses itself through touching the most sensitive parts of the body. When we kiss, for example, we touch our lips together. But the lips are not even close to being the most sensitive part of the body. There are so many more. And we at the Body Love Institute know this. So come to our free course and we'll teach you how to press your eyeballs together and reach right into your kidneys. And that's just the beginning. The Body Love Institute, located right next to the bowling alley on 5th Street. Yes, you're listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation, where it's come now to the first portion of facts for the program. And the first portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program, the theme for the first portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program is... Geraniums! Geraniums are not, in fact, from Germany, as commonly believed. The stems on geraniums can extend to up to six feet long. 
geranium petals absorb moisture faster than any towel known on Earth. And I know all the towels. Geraniums can typically be found underground in the geranium mines. And that was the first portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program, and now for the second portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program. The theme for the second portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program is... Hollywood! Hollywood was originally called Hollywood Land, but was changed to Hollywood in 1949 when it lost its independence to America. Two-thirds of the world's cockroaches live in Hollywood. In Hollywood, a star is born every minute and dies every second. Hollywood contains a famous zoo in which all the animals are younger, less intelligent versions of older animals. If you breathe in the Hollywood air, you'll get tinselitis. And that was the second portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program, which brings us to the conclusion of the first portion of facts for the program. But right now, there's a caller on the line. Hi there, you've called the illustrious fact show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. What would you like to say? Sorry, could you repeat that? Ah, okay, that is a tough predicament. Yes, in Massachusetts, indeed. Oh dear. Yes, I see what you mean. With a skipping rope? Oh dear. Well, dear caller, it seems to me that you would be better off not speaking like a dog, but speaking more like a human. Of course I can help you do that. What you need to do is close your eyes for three seconds while growling backwards. Can you do that? Alright, let's try it, shall we? There, I think that should suffice. How do you feel? Woof, 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 woof. Very good. I'm glad I could help. Woof, woof, woof. Ha <laughs> ha, good one, dear caller. You called the illustrious fact show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. If you'd like to call the illustrious fact show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, the number is... Please call us soon. Yes, and never forget about this week's prize question. Why did the duck cross the road? We've got an answer here from Kalamazoo, who writes, To also get to the other side. Very good, but incorrect. Right now, it's my absolute honour to introduce the latest instalment of Illustrious Theatre, the part of the show where we attempt to bring a little slice of life to the proceedings. This week's instalment is a fantastic new play written by Adam Stopswater, called, quite simply, November. So please relax and prepare to enjoy this fantastic new play, November, by Adam Stopswater. I'm doing November, where I respond to every question with no this month. Oh, really? No.
Yes, that was the fantastic new play November by Adam Stopswater, this week's installment of Illustrious Theatre, our attempt to bring a little slice of life to the proceedings. We'll have some more Illustrious Theatre next week. But right now it's time for another word from our sponsors. Yeah, I come down to Reptile Land. We've got a new set of fucking reptiles. Uh, we've got a new uh, thingy. Uh, what's it long? Uh, snake. A uh, new fucking snake. Uh, the other one died. We've got a fucking bucket of tadpoles just sitting in the corner of the room, just doing fuck all. I don't know. Just put your fingers in it or some shit. Uh, yeah, um, uh, we got a squid. Uh, hey, Jim, why we got a squid? It's a fucking reptile land. It's not a fucking squid land. Yeah, it's not a squid. It's a calamari. Oh, yeah. Sorry, it's not a squid. It's a calamari. Hey, Jim, calamari is not a reptile either. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I just ordered it. Oh, uh, yeah, so we got a calamari. Uh, yeah, come back in six months, we'll have a bucket of frogs. Uh, Jim, what else we got? Yeah, uh, that other one. Uh, that other one with the legs. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. We got a, we got a lizard. Uh, we had a lizard, but uh, we got a new lizard. Now we have two lizards. There's a fucking snake. Uh, I've said the snake, uh, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, just come to Reptile Land. Reptiles, reptiles, reptiles is our motto. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, uh, uh, come touch our fucking reptiles, and that, that's about it. Yes, and right now you're listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation, where it's time for the second portion of facts for the program. And the first portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program, the theme for the first portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program is... Cake! Cake was invented in Shanghai in 1242, when some cooks accidentally mixed eggs, flour, sugar and milk in a bowl, and accidentally left the resulting mixture in an oven set to 220 degrees Celsius for two hours. You can have your cake and eat it. All you need is two cakes. Cake is sometimes worn instead of hats. If a cake falls over, you can sweep it up with a cake rake. In each time period, there is a cake associated with a letter of the alphabet. The oldest cake is our cake. And that was the first portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program. And now for the second portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program. The theme for the second portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program is... Newton's third law of the conservation of lemons. Newton's third law of the conservation of lemons is all that is solid lemon fruit must melt into liquid lemon juice. The secret to understanding Newton's third law of the conservation of lemons is taking a teaspoon of milk every three hours and having a little lie down. They have still not come to terms with Newton's third law of the conservation of lemons in Swaziland, where lemons exist in a semi-solid, mushy state. (music) Newton's third law of the conservation of lemons was written in 1718, just four years after he wrote the first one, but seven years before he wrote the second one. 
Yes, that was the second portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program, which brings us to the conclusion of the second portion of facts for the program. Just a message now here from Raymond Kiavik, who writes, I can't get behind curry-eating contests. Well, Raymond, I can't get behind curry-eating contests either, mostly because people shit all over me. But right now, it's time for another word from our sponsors. And Nanny's the Grand Vizier of Potsdam Biscuits. They're very crunchy because we put in the teeth of the Grand Vizier of Potsdam. <laughs> Not really. They're just walnuts. But you all believed me because I'm very old. <laughs> Naughty old Nanny. But I make very nice biscuits indeed. Old Nanny's the Grand Vizier of Potsdam Biscuits. You can buy them at the supermarket or even off the street. We sell them on the streets because we want everybody to have Old Nanny's the Grand Vizier of Potsdam Biscuits. They're very crunchy. Yes, you are listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation, where we welcome back illustrious guest chef Jamie Olive Euler to present another illustrious segment. This week, Jamie will be teaching us how to make breadcrumbs. Yeah, hi, Ben. Uh, so this week, I'm going to be teaching you how to make breadcrumbs. It's pretty simple, really, so hopefully you can all follow along. Uh, right, so first of all, you need a loaf of bread. Uh, pretty simple so far, right? Pretty simple. Uh, you can get a loaf of bread at pretty much any bakery or supermarket. They usually have bread. Personally, I bake mine myself to avoid looking cheap. But anyway, once you've got your loaf of bread, cut off four thin slices and set them aside for later. We'll be using those a bit later. Uh, you should have the majority of a loaf of bread now, most of the loaf of bread. Still pretty simple, don't forget about the four thin slices though. Put them in a safe place, like at the top of your fridge or in your shirt pocket. Now, grab the majority of a loaf of bread, uh, grab it very firmly and throw it as hard as you can on the table so it bounces off and it's the back wall of the kitchen or wherever it is that you prepare your meals. Uh, personally, I do mine in the upstairs laundry as it's nice and quiet there, except when the washing machine is on downstairs in the kitchen. Now, once you've flung your majority of a loaf of bread, pick it up and scold it. Tell it how naughty it's been. This will help to further disintegrate the bread and it will fall apart more easily. Simple. After that, pick up a metallic cheese grater and using the smaller rolls, rub it up and down on the majority of a loaf of bread into a medium-sized bowl until it's all turned into fine strips of bread. Mighty fine. Uh, shake off any excess bread from the cheese grater into the bowl and put it away to be washed by the maid. Now, here's where it gets fun. Open the oven door and sprinkle the strips of bread into the oven, then close the oven door and turn the oven on. Anywhere between 180 and 250 degrees Celsius will do. Not sure about the Fahrenheit, actually, because I'm not a total loser who remembers temperature unit conversion rates. They change every day anyway to fluctuate with the American dollar, so just watch the finance report if you really feel like knowing the difference. Uh, keep the bread in the oven for around 45 minutes, not too much around, uh, pretty precisely 45 minutes actually. Then take it all out back into the bowl that it was in originally and stomp on it with your foot like you're stomping on grapes to make wine. In a way, you kind of are making wine out of the bread, only instead of wine, it's crumbs. Stomp, 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 keep stomping until it's all basically crumbs. Pretty bloody simple, and there you have it. 
nearly not quite finished. Uh, remember the four thin slices of bread from earlier that you kept in a safe place. Time to bring those back out and crush them between your teeth into the bowl of baked crumbs until they too are basically crumbs. Then mix all that together with the cheese grater that's just been handed to by the maid. And voila, there you have it, breadcrumbs. Very, very simple. Best served with five bottles of olive oil. Back to you, Ben. And thank you to illustrious guest chef Jamie Olive Oiler for teaching us how to make breadcrumbs. But right now, it's come time now for our illustrious musical interlude. This week, we showcase lounge room vocalizing, that prestigious musical art form whereby you sit in your lounge room and attempt to sing along with whatever's playing on the radio. For our musical interlude, we are superlatively fortunate to play for you a recording of renowned lounge room vocalizer Sir Antonio Hingebracket, who here is accompanying Anything Goes. So, without further ado, please enjoy this incomparably profound example of lounge room vocalizing. That was this week's illustrious musical interlude, world-respected lounge room vocalizer Sir Antonio Hingebracket, accompanying Anything Goes. 
We've got a message here from Alistair Tattooed, who writes, I fell in love with the doctor who restored my sense of touch. It was just the way they made me feel. Well, Alistair, that is truly a touching story. But right now, we have another word from our sponsors. Do you want to combine the raw energy of a soldier with the undeniable cuteness of a baby? Well, then you need Action Babies. That's right, Action Babies. The all-new, all-powerful, all-cute toy from PowerCute Toys Incorporated. That's right, Action Babies. They can shoot things, they can blow things up, and they can pee their pants. Which I suppose regular soldiers can do too, but babies are meant to. Action Babies, the all-new PowerCute toy from PowerCute Toys Incorporated. Available at all stores. Yes, and you're listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. Right now, it's come time to don our wetsuits and descend into the ocean of sadness in Despondency Corner with Alabaster Turquoise. Take it away, Alabaster. A tin of spaghetti where every strand is broken. You overcook it and it all becomes mush. A middle-aged rabbit limping away from its home. The duct tape coming off a fraying blanket again. Gills slowly flapping in the cold night air. Peeling lamination. Christian Slater in 20 years. Soft and cold creme brulee. Yes, thank you to Alabaster for that trip down the ocean of sadness in Despondency Corner with Alabaster Turquoise. We'll be putting on more wetsuits next week. Ah, yes, and pretty please, pretty please with the cherry on top, do not forget about this week's prize question, which is... Why did the duck cross the road? We've got an answer here from Kevin Sent, who writes... Because it was in a foul mood... No. Oh, but now it's time for our viewer letters. Yes, it's our viewer letters. The segment on the show where each week I read out a selection of letters sent in by you, the viewers, listeners. The first letter this week is from Ukulele Potterson, who writes. Dear Ben of the Illustrious Fact Show, with you my host Ben Volchok. I'm a keen revolutionary, but unfortunately I have a very limited set of skills. I don't know mechanics, I can't write very well, and I don't have very good stamina or strength. All I know how to do is knit. Give me two knitting needles and I will create you anything you wish. I've won all the world knitting championships and even knitted some new knitting championships so I could win some more knitting championships. 
But unfortunately, I don't see how this particular skill can help me with my intended goal of being a revolutionary. I hope you can advise. Yours, Ukulele Potterson. Well, Ukulele, it so happens that knitting can be an incredibly integral part of any revolution. In fact, all information pertaining to the two subjects can be found in the classic book Knitting Revolutions, written by Crochet Guevara. Our next letter this week is from Billy Carbuncle, who writes, Dear Ben of the Illustrious Fact Show, with you my host, Ben Volchok. Chop, 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 go the jaws of the mechanical crocodile which I've got installed in my office. Chop, chop, chop. All day long, chop, chop, chop. It's meant to be one of those whimsical desk toys, but in reality it is a bloody nuisance. Chopping away all bloody day and I can't get any work done. I tried to get rid of it, but it just started to cry, and then I felt sorry for it and then left it, but straight away off it goes again, chop, 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 incessantly. I don't know what to do, and I'm going out of my bloody mind. My efficiency is plummeting, and my output is plummeting even more. All that bloody chopping. I've been given three warnings already, and I fear the next one will be the last one before they give me the chop, chop, chop too, and throw me out of the company. Please help me, Ben, of the illustrious fact show with you, my host, Ben Volchok, to get rid of this mechanical crocodile and get my life back on track. Yours with warmth, Billy Carbuncle. Well, Billy, you do seem to be in a bit of a dire situation indeed. What I can offer you, though, is a very special case of mechanical crocodile oil, which you can rub on the mechanical crocodile to reduce its volume. That way, the crocodile can continue residing in your office with no effect on its emotional state and from what I can tell will seriously ameliorate yours. I've shipped off a case to you and it should arrive within the next week. Best of luck, Billy. And that was all the viewer letters that we had time for this week on The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. And right now we've come to the third and final portion of facts for the program, which this week I have entrusted to my teenage cousin to record. The first portion of facts for the third and final portion of facts for the program is about baboons, and the second and final portion of facts for the third and final portion of facts for the program is about banana peels. This is what she's sent in. Alright Ben, it's time you got scold on baboons, alright? So sit down, strap yourselves in. This is gonna be a wild ride, alright? Let's go. Alright, uh, baboons got butts. Sure, everyone knows baboons got butts, but they also got noses. <laughs> Who has ever seen a baboon in the same room as a panda? Not me, that's for sure. Think about it. There's no real link between baboons and autism, so please stop spreading that rumor that's harmful to children and baboons. Baboons have the highest world proportion of mammary glands in their face ever. Okay, so what if the nostrils aren't as big as a cat? They still inhale more food than cats can, so who, who wins that round, cats? Poop, poop, lol. <laughs> they have sex with their tongues. Uh, uh, motherfucking banana peel. Uh-huh. Seriously, please, I'm freaked out by banana peels. 
And thank you to my teenage cousin for the first portion of facts, for the third and final portion of facts for the show, and the second and final portion of facts for the third and final portion of facts for the show, which does bring us to the conclusion of the third and final portion of facts for the show. But right now, we have another caller on the line. Greetings, dear caller. You've called the illustrious fact show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. How are you today? I'm doing all right, except for the reason that I'm calling you today. And what is the reason you are calling me today? I have a globular growth in the middle of my arm. A globular growth? In the middle of my arm, yes. Uh Uh-huh. What can I do about it? Well, which arm is it? The left arm. The left arm. And also the right arm. So you, in fact, have a globular growth in the middle of both of your arms. Yes, but it's a different one on each arm. What colour is it? Well, it's skin-coloured. I think the growth is under my skin, actually. I see. Is it soft? Is it hard? Hard, very hard. And is it a large growth? No, it's a medium-sized, I know. Mm, uh, Dear caller, I think you may be a bit confused. A bit confused? Yes, you see... What you are describing is, in fact, your elbows. My what? Your elbows. They are two round joints in the middle of your arm that help your arm to bend forwards, and sometimes if you try hard enough, they can also bend backwards, but only in February when the sun shines from a certain angle. They were discovered in 1321, when travellers found they were constantly bumping them into narrow doorways. Oh, of course. My elbows. How could I be so silly? I'm afraid I won't answer that question for fear of incriminating you. Goodbye. Bye. You called The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. And if you'd like to call The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, our number is... You're more than welcome. And now, here's another word from our sponsors. Friday night on British British 3, it's Milan Kundera night, with the latest episode of his existentialist sitcom, The Unbearable Lightness of Being Served, where the store runs out of pens and can't fill in the application form for central heating, and Mrs. Slocum is drafted into the Czechoslovakian army. Plus, all new, black books of laughter and forgetting. That's Friday night on British British 3. Yes, you're listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation, where it's come time to reveal the winning answer to this week's prize question. Why did the duck cross the road? This week's winning answer was sent in by Samuel Booker, and the answer is... Identity Issues. Congratulations, Samuel, you have won one trip to Hollywood. And that's all we have time for on this week's episode of The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. It's been a sensational episode, and all the sensations that it elicited were sensational too. Tonight's thought of the day is, if I were you, we'd have a pretty fictip alphabet. Yes, tune in again next week for another episode of The Illustrious Fact Show with me, our host Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. And remember, may you all be... Illustrious! The Illustrious Fact Show was devised, written and performed by Ben Volchok. Keep up to date on facebook.com slash illustriousfacts and tune in again next week for another illustrious episode. <laughs>